As the number of electric vehicles grows in New Zealand, the number of people with their vehicles at the charger will also potentially grow, which could lead to some issues. In this episode of the EVQuest podcast, I'm talking with Stephanie Smiths O'Callaghan, the co-founder of Hikatron, about EV etiquette. What are the do's and don'ts at the charging station? Hello, Stephanie. Hello, and nice to be back on the podcast. Yes, nice to have you back. I think you mentioned last time you had a sort of a passion for the etiquette side of things. Yes, I do. Yeah, all things charging really. But yeah, that that's one thing that, um, yeah, it's really good to get right. And I think as a newbie, um, it's sort of sometimes a bit daunting and, and difficult if you don't understand some certain things. So yeah, it's good to go through it. Yep. So, what are, what's the what's the key points so I don't upset anyone or they don't upset me? More so, importantly, so yeah. So, Hikatron have a list. Um, we we put it on our frequently asked questions on our website. We've also got sort of um, some pictures in there. So, I'll probably start and go through that. Um, if that's all right. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So, number one, um, be nice to your fellow EV owners. Um, so, it's, you know, good etiquette means good karma. We like to say. Um, there's obviously always new people getting EVs it's just good to sort of you know lend a health, helpful hand um when you're at the charger I think in the past as sort of um you know the early adopters we were all very nice to each other but I think as sort of you know maybe the sort of matters to start rolling out with EVs it's good to remind ourselves to you know still be nice to people that might not know as much as us so number two um so this is our one so never touch someone else's vehicle or charging cable um, Hikatron units actually lock the cables into the socket, so only the current user can remove them. Um, um, and I guess this is one that is probably more geared up for destination charging or AC charging. Um, with the Hikatron system, it is a bring-your-own-cable system, so you're actually plugging into a socket. And so, you know, you need to protect that valuable asset, so the Hikatron charge does lock it in there, and every Type 2 socket really should do that. Um, and then you lock into the car end as well. So no one can run off with your cable. So it's really important for other people not to try and yank cables out of other people's vehicles because they think that they want to start charging if they haven't returned with the AC system. That's just not going to work. Oh, um, yeah. I think there is maybe a bit of debate out there whether or not that works with DC. Um, my personal view is that I just don't want to be touching other people's vehicles or, or kits. So I tend to not. But I know it can be absolutely infuriating when you're waiting at a fast charger and the owner hasn't returned and you know that they're full. So there is that temptation to sort of quickly unplug them and plug yourself in. And I think maybe if there's communication between the owners, that potentially could work. But yeah, it's my view that I think when it gets busier, when we get into mass adoption, that's just not going to work, touching other people's stuff. So yeah, it's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's on our one, but I think maybe if you're looking at fast charging, that that might be sort of questionable. Um, number three, um, if your vehicle is not charging, move it. So that sort of follows on nicely from what I just said. You know, um, it's not a, a, an EV park. <laughs> it is an EV charging bay. So we really want to encourage people to sort of come back to their vehicles once they've stopped charging. Um, and that's really a habit we really need to um, promote um, as EV drivers yeah, that's a good point it's not a car park is it it's no. a place to charge that's Thing, a good point exactly that and actually we take it um on ourselves at hikatron to actually almost promote that that habit a little bit with idle fees so um at hikatron we can actually um 
give you a little warning. So once you've finished charging, you will get a notification that the session has en has ended. Um, and then you'll get a grace period. And then we can, at certain stations, charge idle fees. And this will be at places where it is popular, where we do need to encourage people to move on. And that means that there is a charge per minute uh, of overstay. That's good. This kind of is becoming more popular, isn't it? Sort of industry It is, yeah. Industry -wide. I, I think as an industry, we do have a responsibility to encourage good driving behavior, but also to make sure that that, that infrastructure is well managed and, and well used. Um, it, it's sort of probably site specific. I think certain sites will require, you know, a little bit more of an idle fee or higher idle fee to keep people, to remind people that, that you know, it is, it is massive for other people to be able to use as well and not to hog it. Because <laughs> mm, mm. that actually is EV hauling. So if you're an EV plug and not plugged in to an EV charging bay, then you're, you're, you're EV hauling. <laughs> so that's almost oh. even worse than a petrol car because... An EV driver should know better not to block the space if they're not actively charging. Cool. That's so, good. Yeah, number four. Um, again, this is probably um, more um, towards the AC charging when you're bringing your own cable, but you should make sure that your charging cable is neatly placed uh, to avoid any trip hazards. So, like I said, the heat strong system and any AC uh, socket, the Type 2 socket, is a bring-your-own-cable system. And therefore, as an EV driver, you sort of have to plug your cable in and then um, the cables can be different lengths. And some cables, if they're about five meters, can be quite long. So you do want to make sure that is really neatly placed um, while you've plugged in just to avoid trip hazards. And on. Health and safety is a big thing. It is, of course. EV. Yeah, exactly. So we want to keep things neat and tidy. We don't want people tripping up. Um, and that is the benefit of the Type 2 socket is that when people unplug and put their cable back in the car, you then have a really slender and neat uh, charging station so when people aren't plugged in there's not cables hanging everywhere so that's really useful with the ac system obviously with dc fast chargers it is a bit different cables have to be attached because they need a lot of the time cooling and they need to be rated to the speed of the charger you know you can have real difference with a dc it can be as low as 25 kilowatt right up to 350 kilowatt and so that that cable needs to be rated for the charging speed so very important that yeah DC chargers have the cables attached, but with AC we yeah. can we can get around that. So yeah, important to be neat and tidy. <laughs> um, so number five, uh, I think this is a, this is an all round rule, but all all bebs are equal or all EVs are equal. Um, so there's no EV that trumps the other. I think there was a tendency maybe with people with sort of smaller batteries trying to argue that they had a better a, a more right over a charger with people with bigger batteries, but I don't think that's the case. Everyone's equal. So, um, yeah, you have to sort of um, be fair when, when, when sort of lining up for charges. Um, yeah. Uh, number six, uh, it's okay to ask for help. Um, if you get stuck, you know, reach out uh, to fellow EV drivers or even Hikatron or any other large point operators. Um, it is sort of a new field. It is sort of a, a a new um, technology that we're working with. So, you know, make sure you make yourself um, or educate yourself and, and sort of ask those questions that maybe are on your mind. So yeah. I guess your another, podcast helps say that. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that's another area people seem very helpful. Yeah. You see these random messages going, I can't do this. And then there's like 20 people answering it. Yeah. Or, you know, this is what you could do or that's exactly. what you could do kind of thing. That's where the groups are amazing. So, you know, there's such a wealth of knowledge there. There seems to be someone with an answer for everything. Um, and 
yeah, even, I think it's brilliant source of information. I think that's that's a real change when we're moving to EVs. Everything seems to be online and accessible. Yeah. It's all digital. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's really I think you're, good. you made it you made that point last time about yeah. don't like run your battery really flat and then that be your first time to try to charge it up. Yeah, exactly. Because things will go wrong yeah. with a chance. Yeah, definitely. Um that's that's a real good way to get range anxiety for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um or even charger anxiety, you know, you might get somewhere and the charger doesn't work. So um yeah, I think take time to, to with your first few charging sessions, really get get to know how it works, sign up to all the sort of um, charge point operators, download the apps and really do some homework before you set out on a long journey where you're under a bit more pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, again, number seven, leading on from this point, but, you know, really do plan ahead. Um, EV driving isn't going to be the same as, you know, your fossil fuel petrol car at the moment. They've had an industry of, you know, over 100 years to get to the point where it is now, where you can kind of just, you know, without thought, drive off into the abyss on your long journeys and, and you know, you'll know you'll get somewhere. EV charging is a better experience when you plan ahead. So um, it's really good to encourage people to do that. Um, also thinking about things, you know, different places you can charge. Um, I think it's really hard for new EV drivers to come away from the fossil fuel, fill up at a petrol station model. Um, it's a real ha- habit to break. You know, we're, we're creatures of habit. We like sort of doing the same things, things that are familiar to us. But thinking about things like, you know, can I charge overnight at my destination when I get there on AC? Um, can I charge while I'm at my meeting, for example? You know, you don't necessarily have to stop midway through your journey to charge on on fast chargers. That is obviously really good to do if you need to. But, you know, EV charging offers all these opportunities to charge in different places. And, and that's what we should be encouraging. But that does take a little bit more planning. So, yeah, good to encourage that. Um, great number eight. So I like this one. Don't ed- so educate, don't agitate. <laughs> so, you know, we do need to be a good EV ambassador. Um, we don't, you know, it can be frustrating, like we said, with ice, you know, and people, petrol vehicles parking in EV charging bays, but it's always good to remain polite. Um, I actually have little notes that I have in my glove compartment, just explaining that, you know, hi, today you have parked in an EV charging bay. Um, just for next time, please, you know, be more aware. Very polite. You know, you can do it that way. Um, being angry probably doesn't help anyone <laughs> as frustrating as it can be. It just goes straight to Facebook kind of thing. Yeah, like that, doesn't exactly. It? There is a group or for the, that. If you have yeah, to vent, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. do it there. Or one, one news will pick up something like that, won't they? The sort of the <laughs> yeah. exactly. rage. So, yeah, I think a polite note does help. Um, just yeah. remind people that that's what's happened today. Um, number nine, um, monitor your charging session. So I think this is also on um, on most charge point operators' advice is that you can monitor your session on a phone, download the app, um, either through the uh, charger app or um, through your, if you have the accessibility of the um, mobile phone from your car. So some vehicles will have that feedback. Um, on my my Mini, um, I have a BMW app and that will give me feedback of what's happening in the vehicle. Similarly, oh, says, yeah. I was say, it's a good app, the BMW app, because I used it when I just drive the iX1. It's yes. still on my phone. Yeah, it's quite good. It is pretty good, yeah. And I like the feature. I can search for an address on Google and then send it to my Mini. I think the Teslas do this as well. Um, and so instead of having to type it into my sat-nav once I get into the vehicle, I can just do it 
at my desk and send it to the mini. And then when I get into the mini, it's there ready, ready to go. Uh-huh. So that's a pretty oh, cool that's... feature. Yeah. 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 It's good. It does uh, save time because doing it in, in the sat nav is not very intuitive in the mini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the Teslas are easier in that, in that regard with the touch screen and everything. Um, so yeah, no, the Kikatron, um, mobile app you can download and, and, you know, that will give you live feedback as well of your session. So it's really good to monitor it, make sure that you are still charging and maybe you can have to pop back to move your car once you've finished. That's really, really good habit to get into. It's also good to make sure that you actually have started your charging session. Um, a lot of time, if you're in a rush and you're plugging in and then you're going to, going to go do something, uh, especially with AC charges, you need to just make sure that that session has definitely started. Otherwise it can be very frustrating if you're in you've been away for a few hours um, then, you know, you're, you're coming back and you haven't been charging. It's really good to just double check that definitely, um, fall into that trap a few times <laughs> in the past in my early years. <laughs> it's like press start on the video camera, yeah, exactly. press record. Yes, exactly that. And I guess this is another, that's another point that maybe if you're looking at fast charging, there's a slight difference there. Um, with fast charging, there really is a, you know, don't set and forget mentality. That really is infrastructure that has to be made available the minute you stop charging. Or even, I think, the going uh, trend is that you should really only charge to 80% at a fast charger mm. because that last 20% takes so much longer. And you're better sort of uh, stopping, doing your journey, and then charging again. That's actually faster than waiting for the last 20% charge. I think um, there was a stat to say that, you know, the between 20 and 80% will take you the same amount of time as the last 20% charge. So... Oh, okay. That's a good factor now. I think a lot of newbies don't understand that. So they're still sitting at the charge unit at ninety percent and wondering why it's taking so much longer. Um and yeah, that's is why. that with the S curve thing that took it about? is. Is it what Yes. Yeah. It's a I think a U curve. Is it a U curve? Yeah. So it goes down. So yeah. um well, I guess it's a bit of a mess. So the charge speed drops off quite a bit once you get uh once the battery gets full. Um Yeah. So, yeah. so I've been reading a lot of people talking about that in the, you know, the car reviews yes. or the, the, talking about that now they're talking about, but what about the, that sort of percentage along it takes exactly comparing that. different cars on that? Especially when you're talking about fast charging, um, you don't, so if you plug into like I say a 300 kilowatt charger, one, if your car can do that, that's great, but you won't be charging at 300 kilowatt for the entire time. It will slowly ramp up so you can see like a, an inverted U and then ramp back down again. So you'll only really be charging at the full 300 kilowatts if your car can do it um, for a few minutes. So a little bit of uh, um, sort of false advertising if you're sort of promoting the 300 kilowatt charge for the entire session, it, that just won't happen. Yeah. Good point. Now on AC, it's a little bit different. So when you're slow charging, you do have that consistent speed relatively. It does slow down towards the last percentage, but not as much as the fast charging curve. It's not as dramatic. Um, so you, you can sort of stay longer on AC and, and charge to 100%. That's a bit more accepted when you're doing destination charging, for example. Great. So um, number 10 is uh, do check the parking restrictions. So um, I guess this really depends on the location, but it's good to you know, check that there's no additional payment that you have to be make uh, on top of your charging. So probably more for sort of city centres where it's you know pressure on the parking, probably in Auckland, we know that our site at AUT Millennium, you do have to pay for parking as well as your charging session. Um, and that's just because there's pressure on the parking area. But um, yes. Auckland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
So yeah, good to know because I think some people have come back and maybe had a ticket and and got a bit upset. So um, yeah, it's good to good to check that. They'll ticket anything in Auckland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> cool. Um, number eleven. So the e stop is for emergencies only. Um, I think. We've, yeah, as charge point operators, we've had a bit of frustration with people pressing e-stops because they think that's the way to end someone else's session and to start their session. Um, but it really should be for emergencies only because it does mess with with the sort of charging session. Um, with the Heatertron charger, it actually won't allow you to take the a cable out of the user. Uh, only the user can, um, the current user can actually take the cable out, so it's not going to achieve anything. Um so that's why we actually put our e-stops away from the chargers um, on a separate box. Um, so it, it cuts the whole site out. Um, you know, you can't avoid it. Sometimes we have nuisance people just pushing the e-stop or maybe some kids running by. Um, that's obviously unavoidable. But yeah, it shouldn't really be a frequent thing to to stop a session of someone else. It really should be only for emergencies only. Good. And the final one, so number 12, uh, you know, look after the chargers um, and your fellow EV drivers, I guess, um, and also report any damage. It's really good for charge point operators to have that community of people to get the feedback and things like that. But yeah, it's really good to, to um, yeah, look after the infrastructure because it's it's our ecosystem that we need to maintain all together. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I think that's all of them. Um, trying to, I'm looking at the other side. I know that um, the Better NZ Trust have a list. Um, just seeing on there if they've got any that I've missed off. Ah, oh, yes, there is one. Um, they say respect the queue. Um, so this probably is going to become more of an issue with the uh, EV charging, where there's no natural queue, because I guess at a petrol station, there is a bit of a natural queue because you kind of queue up um, yeah. Yeah, at the pumps. Whereas with EV charging, there's not. So, you know, you need to be really aware who was there before you, you know, it's sometimes hard to define, but just having that awareness is... is but like a, It's a bit like at the hairdresser thing. <laughs> yes. The barber. You're sitting and waiting. Yeah. The barber. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. So, yeah, you've got to see who's ready to pounce, but maybe just and respect whoever's there. But, yeah, it definitely is something that um, might get... Once the pressure comes on network, that's probably something we, we need, as an industry, need to look at how we solve that. Are you noticing more, you know, sort of more people at the cha- at the charges, or is it? Yeah, it's definitely down to peak times, um, and and I guess in dense areas. So when I go to Auckland, it it can be pretty crazy there. Hence why I actually avoid fast charging. <laughs> I try at all at all costs to try and charge while I'm at my meeting. Um, so I find AC charges at the car parks and things like that, and I'd rather walk, you know, fifteen twenty minutes to my meeting know that I'm charging while I'm there rather than having to go to a fast charger after my meeting. Um, yeah. So, um, it's just a matter of choice and how you manage that. Um, but yeah, the, the charges, um, at peak times, you definitely experience queuing. That's for sure. So yeah, we just need more charges in the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and has, has, uh, Hikatron been, what have you been up to? I just saw on LinkedIn, you were at, um, Kmart. Yes, Rukura Superhub. Yes. Yeah, that was brilliant. So yes. Yes, we've just installed some um, sort of uh, staff and uh, visitor charging for them at the distribution centre. So it's not actually the shop, the Kmart shop. They've actually just um, they've just opened their distribution centre. So that's where all the sort of um, the goods will be coming to there and then they'll distribute from there to the actual uh, retail stores. 
Um, it's an amazing project. You know, Rokura Superhub is going to be massive. Um, it's also going to reduce a lot of road transport because they're bringing a lot of it in by rail. So um, uh-huh. it kind of basically, re- they, I think they said today about 70% reduction in, in transport emissions um, just by basically using rail to get the uh, containers into this inland port. So really super stuff which is coming out there. And we were very um, lucky to be, um, yeah, a part of that by supporting Kmart with providing EV chargers. Um, so, yeah, that was fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So is it for the vehicles um, that it is It's Kmart. actually for staff and visitors, which I thought Just was staff and visitors. great because yeah. that's one thing we really want to encourage is, you know, if we can – if we can help staff, um, you know, to make the choice to to go to EV and make that easier, then you know that's that's brilliant because those are probably the trips that will contribute the most to any CO two transport because they're the ones that will be attending the site every day. So that's really really good move by Kmart there. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. So if you, you don't have to go find that supercharger in yeah, Auckland, exactly sort of thing, and it just happens while you're idea. there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, anything? Did, did I read you got a new head office or something? Was it? Did you move? Ah, so well, we didn't move. We, that, this is our first sort of head office, and Hikatron HQ has opened. Uh, we're in uh, Hamilton East. We also have eight uh, AC chargers out the front um, for anyone to be able to use uh, while they're actively charging. <laughs> so no EV hauling, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's brilliant. It's just a showcase of what we can do. Um, it's our sort of first um, office. We assemble the chargers here, and we yeah, that's where where I am right now. So, <laughs> yeah. <That's good. laughs> and, and you were just and you were just in Auckland as well at the um, yes, event there. I was. I went to see the um, e-mobility summit. So I had a little walk around there. Great to see, you know, so many uh, companies in the same space. You know, all driving the e-revolution. And there's some great speak- speakers there and things like that. So, no, it's fantastic. And the the venue is brilliant. The cloud loved it there. So, yeah, really good. Worth a visit, I'd say, because you can yeah. go. You can go for free as just an expo visitor. So, yeah, yeah, I saw that because the tickets are expensive. Yes, to see the to see the talks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 was the next level up. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. maybe. Sorry, sorry, yeah. no, go. Uh, maybe. Oh, so I was going to say that there's new minis coming out. Yes. So I just thought well, maybe as you, since you're a mini owner, it just maybe any thoughts on. I saw that. On those? The interior looks super futuristic. It looks amazing. Um, and yeah, no, it looks good. I'm very excited to see it. I'd say it, it's lost a little bit of its mininess because obviously mini is all about buttons and, you know, it's got that sort of retro feel. But yeah, I'm glad that the brand, the mini brand is coming out with, you know, the true EV because the one I have is is not really built up as an EV. It's it's it's, it's the original chassis of with the EV trees stuffed in there. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love it. So yeah, it'd be great to see that come out. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any, anything else in the future we should be looking out for? In future, you, your I think, space or generally what's coming out? I think. Um, well, we've obviously got some some hot times coming up with all the sort of political stuff. So we'll see what goes oh, on yes. there. Um, it will be interesting to see, you know, um, where we go, but. I think there's there's good ideas on on all sides, so that that's exciting. Um, in terms of the industry, I think um, yeah, I think we'd, we we will see a lot more push in just getting infrastructure on the ground. Really, I think that's that's the main priority. Um, I think EV uptake is always going to outstrip infrastructure rollout. So the more we can do to get charges on the ground, the better. Um, 
that's that's our main focus. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. a good point to finish. Yeah. And the key point is, if you're in Auckland when you're parking, they may be giving you a parking ticket. Yeah, yeah exactly. You have to pay for your parking. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Don't get Move caught to out. Hamilton. Don't get caught out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>